Hello, everybody, and welcome to the fourth installment of the Energica Electrifying Podcast. This is your host, EVJ Val. Energica has always been a company ahead of times. Since the beginning, 10 years ago, can you believe it? A decade ago, the Cevolini family thought out of the box and decided they wanted to create high-performing premium electric motorcycles. They believed in the future of EV, green energy, and that an electric motorcycle can be very fun to ride. Last year, Energica unveiled its new range of motorcycles with 60% more riding range, 10% more torque, and 5% less overall weight. And now, with the world on hold, Energica has already planned the strategy to resume the production of its vehicles, with increased safety standards and a clear plan to hit all targets, as soon as Phase 2 will get on the way. If you wish to read the full statement by our CEO, Livia Cevolini, please visit www.energicamotor.com. And now, time to start with the show. As the single manufacturer of the FIM NL Moto E World Cup, we would like to welcome our guest for today. She's a rider with absolute determination, incredible talent and will to shine. Riding the Eagle Corsa of the Open Bank Aspar team, her name is Maria Herrera. Hello there. Hello, Valerio. How's life? Life. Life now is a little bit strange because normally we are traveling all the time, like you know. But uh, the positive side of staying at home is that uh, we are much more together with the family. But uh, for sure, we miss other uh, family members and friends. You have uh, most of your family near you or... uh... People live live a bit far. Uh, well, now I'm with my fa- uh, my parents, but my my brother and my sister are far from me, and, and my grandparents are uh, in the same town. But uh, I I can not go to, uh, to to see them. Okay, I understand. So first, uh, before we start with the with the rest of the interview. Um, we tried with Maria to make her use the PlayStation and do the lap of Misano, the couch lap, but she's a very busy girl, so we can, we couldn't do it, unfortunately. Ah. I know, I know. But she will try later, and we'll we will upload the video when yeah. it's ready and when she's uh, quick enough on PS4 because she's quick on a track for real. So we know that. We know that. Um, yes. <laughs> so um, we see that you're uh, you're training hard these days, but you always train hard. But what are you doing exactly for training and keeping in shape? Uh, yes, I train very hard. I usual uh, cardio, indoor bicycle, and more things. But it's a bit more difficult <laughs> uh, because I must do it inside the house. I cannot go out with the bike. But uh, for this reason, every morning from 7 to 8, I also give an online training program on Instagram for the for helping the people uh, who like exercising and cannot go to their gym like me, for example. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, we all miss like uh, going out, training at home. It's not the same thing. I okay. mean, uh, you can try, and but it's, it's a little bit boring for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, um, how was w- your experience with Moto E last year? 
Oh, my spelling. At the beginning, my spelling was strange because during the first training, the track was wet. Uh, on top of that, I couldn't even reach the hand lever and foot rest well. The bike was simple, large for me. But uh, when I arrived to Valencia for the second test, I arrived uh, stronger and decided to adapt the bike to my riding style. So I enjoy a lot. I I was uh, four in the first training season. I ended the training days sixth. So as summary, the season was uh, very satisfying because I could manage the bike well. Uh, I could fight for the podium. So yeah. for me, it was a fantastic year. Your best race was, if I remember correctly, it was in Mizano because you were really, really, really close to fight for the podium. What made that weekend so special for you? Yeah, Misano, for sure, the, the race in Misano was uh, well, my, my best race one so far. So I started the weekend like uh, always, but I felt very well since the beginning. So I could manage my nerves. Uh, we adapted the, the bike better and better during each practice season. So, but the Apple, the bike was simple, fantastic and... I got a P6. During the first race, I felt that the, the rear tire was uh, destroying with the each lap for the hot temperature. And yeah, but uh, my technician and me, we found the necessary chain. So the bike was much better for the second race. And I finished fifth after battling for the podium during World Race. <laughs> yeah, um, Misano is a kind of a strange track for tires, especially yeah. after the resurfaced. And uh, the temperatures, it gets very slippery and uh, you ride hard. You never know how exactly. much you can use the tire as well. Yeah, each, each year the Misano is uh, slippery, I think. Yeah, it depends. Also, the, once uh, I was told that once it goes above a specific temperature, it just starts being very slippery. I yeah, think it's yeah. also because, of the, uh, because it's close to the sea. So, oh, yeah. So that makes it quite slippery as a track as well. And in wet condition, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. I can yeah. imagine. I know a lot of people have asked you already, but how it is for you to be a female rider in a paddock full of men? Maybe, maybe in your case, you just you just see yourself as a rider. You don't really see much of the difference. What's what's your view on this? Yeah, I don't see myself as female rider. <laughs> I see myself as one of the riders, uh, just like the others. Yeah, this question is in my in my interviews all time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm a bit boring. I know, but it's for me. It's very important because yeah, um, yeah. because I'm really uh, very attentive to to gender gender inequalities and uh, and uh, clearly. I, I I can sense that, you know, for, for a rider, it doesn't matter the gender, you know, you're a rider, you're facing other riders, if you're faster, you win, if you're faster, you, you go for a, for a lower position, so that's how it works in life, but... Um, yeah. You have to, to show your speed in, on the track, so... But uh, for sure, uh, female riders must, must get in touch with you to ask for advice, because, you know, not many of you made it so far high in the in the world of racing. So they must ask you how to get there, how to improve, how to train. Yeah, but the most important, I think, uh, I tell them to enjoy every moment on the bike. Yeah. I believe that 
if you really enjoy reading, writing, uh, then you have just to it. So this is the, more, the, the most important thing. No, absolutely. Time, I see more hell on the track. So I'm happy to see that. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 a really good thing. I I I really like it too. I I I really like it too. And also in the paddock, you see more and more uh, uh, press officers, engineers, yes. in general, people working at the paddock. It's really, really, really uh, refreshing because I think it's all about what you can do, not not the gender you're in. You know, there are yes. not my 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 personal opinion is that there are no jobs for uh, men or women. You just everybody can do anything. We yes, just have to try if we have the passion. If you want to do it, then do it. Yes, and uh, for example, I'm more comfortable when I have a girls on the on my team. So yeah, I it's more it's more fun. <laughs> Who made you fall in love with motorcycles? And at what age actually fell in love with with, with the motorcycles? If you remember, obviously, my father has a passion for motorcycles since he was young boy. So he transmitted to my sister, my brother, and me. But I was the only one who felt that uh, adrenaline on the bike. So I started racing at the age of six. I love it. And every weekend, I was riding motocross until the tank was empty. <laughs> no, oh, that's great. That's great. But he, what, was he was a rider himself or just a motorcyclist? Um, he loved riding a bike. So, so just this. Ah, okay. So it was just a motorcycle owner and uh, and a rider. Okay. Okay. Good. No life professional. Okay. Okay. Now I have a series of quick questions. Let's start with the first one. What? Which one is your favorite track on the calendar or in general? Uh, Philip Island. <laughs> like every every rider, I think. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even for the for people who are no riders, uh, Philip Island is just. Uh, yeah. It's just amazing. I haven't been there since 2017. I was working in World Superbikes back then, and uh, oh my god, it's the best place in the world. It's just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. The in in the in the Australia finds amazing place. Yeah. Nice, fantastic, fantastic. I miss it so much. Um, favorite race watched on TV? Well, I think my own best race. Like uh, Silverstone 2015 when I was in fourth position. <laughs> Favorite crowd at races? All the Spanish crowd, but uh, obviously I I would like to say uh, all the people. <laughs> ah, okay. All, all, the, all crowd. the crowds are good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I asked because obviously there are, depending on the country you go, you yeah. have uh, crazier fans. You have more more polite fans or more attached fans. We know that in countries like Spain and Italy, there are a lot more passionate. So yeah. some in people general, like it, some people like it a bit less. Especially the riders, because you know you're uh, you're the one who get to sign autographs, take pictures. Yeah. So <laughs> if you have to go for a risky move or a solid result, what do you choose? Um, I go for the risky move. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're a rider. I mean, what kind yeah. of question is that? Obviously, <laughs> otherwise, otherwise you'd be something else. You will work uh, somewhere else, of course. Yeah. yeah, it's a stupid question. I know, I know. I'm terrible. <laughs> uh, what about um, first laps or final laps? Final laps. Yeah, of course. Yeah, again, again. Uh, I mean, yeah, I could have been a bit more creative. 
most painful injury you had? Uh, when I broke my jaw. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I, I oh. broke, I was uh, 12 years old. Oh, okay. Did you, was it like motocross or uh, anything? Yeah, sounds, yeah, motocross, yeah. Oh, okay. I know because uh, a rider I used to work with in 2018, Tim Geyser, you know, from HRC, uh, World Motocross. Yeah, he had a very bad injury on the jaw at the start of the season, and uh, uh, he's a lovely guy. He came back, he won the won the title last year, and uh, yeah, I saw him after he got injured. That he looked painful. It looked yeah. very, very painful. <laughs> so yeah. And now, now is good. So I'm I'm lucky. Just to wrap it up, um, I would like you to send a message in Spanish to the people around the world. There are a lot of countries who speak Spanish anyway. Uh, regarding this situation, because obviously it's a difficult situation uh, for uh, a lot of people and um, we, we need all the motivation we can to, to endure and uh, to be positive and go back to our lives. ¿Me dejas hablar en español? <laughs> sí, sí, claro. Es lo que dije. Habla en español y lo que quieras. Uh, nada, mandar solo mucho ánimo, eh, mucha fuerza en este momento, estamos todos en casa, es difícil eh, porque yo llevo también un mes sin, sin salir, así que mandar mucho ánimo y, y nada, yo estoy haciendo entrenos para, para todos, para que nos motivemos juntos y, y no paremos en casa. <ríe> un saludo a todos. Vale, perfecto. So, thank you so much, María, for uh, joining this interview. And um, as I say to everyone else, um, yeah, let's hope we see each other soon at the track, which means yeah. that the season I has started it. already. And uh, yeah, <laughs> take care of yourself. Keep training. Keep pushing hard. Stay safe. Stay Always strong. And stay charged. <laughs> and yeah, um, you. if you want to follow Maria, she has a lot of uh, training sessions online every day. And uh, you can check check her out on Facebook, on Instagram, on, a, on any kind of social network that's around. You'll find uh, all the training and you can keep up with all uh, her uh, all her posts, all her messages, and later with her uh, race performances on track with Moto E. Okay, see you soon. See you okay. soon, Maria. Thank Ciao. You. And that's it for the fourth installment of the Electrifying Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and subscribe to our YouTube page. Tune in next week for another episode and please catch up, if you haven't done it already, with all our content. In the meantime, I wish you the smoothest and most pleasant of days while reminding you to stay safe, stay home and stay charged. <laughs>